We are so excited to announce that our book, Moving to Colorado, is available for purchase on Amazon. If you are thinking of moving to Colorado or know someone who is, this book is the perfect resource. You will find answers to questions like what are the best neighborhoods, what are the best jobs available, and what is the average cost of living. Moving to Colorado should be fun and exciting, not stressful and full of unknowns. Use this book as a blueprint for a broad range of information about housing, neighborhoods, culture, lifestyle, taxes, employment, and even the weather. It's complete with research, details, and personal experience from both a newcomer and native's perspectives. Moving to Colorado, a guide for what it costs and where to live on the front range, will help you reduce the unknowns so you can plan your move with ease. Go to hashtag coloradolife.com book to get your copy on Amazon. Did you know that Silverton, Colorado is considered a national historic landmark? It is part of the San Juan Skyway, which forms a 233-mile loop in the southwest part of the state. It connects the city of Silverton to Ure via the Million Dollar Highway, which is means you get a million dollars every time you drive on it. <laughs> I'm Ryan, a born and raised Colorado native. I'm Carrie, a Texas transplant and a Colorado newcomer, and we're a married couple living along the Front Range in Colorado. And this is the Hashtag Colorado Life Podcast, where we share accessible adventures to help you explore like a local. Today, we're sharing what we consider the best mountain towns to visit in Colorado any time of year. We are focusing on these mountain towns because they offer more than just skiing and snowboarding. You will definitely find something unique to explore and fun to do no matter what time of year. But if you are planning a skiing trip, be sure to check out our episode all about the best ski towns in Colorado. So let's dive into our list of the top seven mountain towns in Colorado, including ones we visited and ones that are on our bucket list. So in no particular order, first up is Frisco. And if you're coming from Denver, you'll pass right through the town of Frisco. And it's a small mountain town, and it's a perfect gateway to surrounding ski resorts like Copper Mountain, Breck, Keystone, and Vail. The Outer Range Brewing Company uh, is actually recommended from Matt in our Colorado Craft Beer episode, and he said that that was his favorite brewery in the state. Which is located in Frisco. Yes. Last year, we went to the Frisco Adventure Park, and it's a great way for families and kids who have never been skiing, or they don't really have the capacity to go skiing, or the time, uh, to you know get out there kind of on the slopes and go tubing and do other sort of like outdoor snow sort of adventure stuff. It's really fun. We went there with your parents, mm-hmm. and it was actually really fun because we didn't have time to be able to go skiing, so we just went tubing. It was great. Yeah, it's a great adventure to do for the day. Yeah, and then we'd re- definitely recommend eating at the Fifth Avenue Grill. Um, we went there recently and it was not too expensive and it was really, really good. And I know you had some, some curry soup that actually really warmed you up on that cold day. Yeah, definitely check out their curry chicken soup for eight bucks. It really is delicious. And I think it was their special of the day. So you may not see it on their menu all the time, but if it's there, definitely try it. Next up on our list at number two is Silverthorne Dillon area. Um, This is an area you'll pass along the way towards other bigger ski resorts like Breck or Vail. Um, And it is similar to Frisco in the sense that it is not a ski town, but it is obviously very well located and is a great place to shop. It actually has a giant outdoor outlet mall, which is really fun to shop at, especially if you're looking for gifts for people or you wanna go kind of just walk outside and shop at the same time. Um, It also hosts the annual Ice Castles, which is a um, 
really amazing sort of fairy tale ice castles that they put together every year in Dillon. We have an entire blog post that we talk about how to make the most of your ice castles experience and it's really cool. We've gone both at night and during the day and it's a really magical experience for anyone of all ages. They have kids and adults stuff to do. Fairy tale, that's a good way to put it. That's what it says on their website. Huh, it's right. a fairy tale wonderland. It kind of is, yeah. So there you go. The Frisco Marina and Waterfront on Dillon Reservoir was actually recently renovated and is a great spot to enjoy a picnic or rent a boat in the summertime. But when you go in the winter, you can also still enjoy really beautiful and scenic hikes around the lake, uh, Lake Dillon. Um, just make sure you bundle up super warm because it can get really chilly with the you know cold air coming off the lake. And especially the wind. Yes, very windy. Up next is Telluride, Colorado. Uh, actually, Top Chef Colorado, which was filmed, I think, in 2018, their final episode was actually in Telluride. And one of the competitions took place at Alpino Vino, which is North America's highest restaurant at 12,000 feet. So way up there. I bet they have an interesting time cooking versus oh like at gosh. sea level. Yeah, I bet, you the, baking. I bet you the water boils at like 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. Something really low. You can take the free gondola ride over the San Sofia Ridge and into the Mountain Village. From the 10,540-foot station at the top, you can hike around near the mountain for free. Uh, there's beautiful historic districts and full of shops, restaurants, and historic buildings. Big shocking in a historic district. Check out the Bridal Veil Falls, Colorado's highest free-falling waterfall at 365 feet. Also, in the fall time, there is the Cars and Colors Festival that we have mentioned in our best fall activities episode, which is number 12. At number four is Silverton. Not to be confused with Silverthorne, Silverton is located deep in the San Juan Mountains and is a National Historic Landmark. It is one of the more secluded mountain towns that you can visit, and the average snowfall of over 400 inches actually exceeds the amount of daily visitors, so that's a fun fact. It feels lively and busy during the summer and winter, and the downtown is full of shops, boutiques, restaurants, and lots of things to see. It's also hopping on weekends in the winter when Silverton Mountain opens. Um, But during the weekdays in winter, it's also way less crowded, and you can get a lot of great pictures and see a lot of the scenery. And near Silverton is Durango, which is the largest city in the San Juan Skyway. In this Old West mountain mining town, you'll feel like you are stepping back in time. Uh, The city has a perfect combination of historical sites and natural attractions. Visit the nearby Mesa Verde National Park. Durango is also situated a short drive from the Four Corners Monument. That's the spot where New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, and Colorado all meet. And you can be in all, all four states at once. One of the most popular attractions is the Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad, which we have mentioned a few times before. The train departs daily from Durango and takes a little more than two hours to stop in Silverton before returning back to Durango. And during Christmas, they offer Polar Express train rides, which is kind of fun to do if you've got kids and stuff. Yeah, the uh, Durango and Silverton Narrow Gauge Railroad is definitely something that is still on my Colorado bucket list for this year, and I'm excited to check that out. And up next is Woodland Park, which is just a quick 30-minute drive from downtown Colorado Springs. And I would say kind of like due to the population growth of Colorado and Colorado Springs itself, Woodland Park kind of feels like an extension or a suburb of Colorado Springs. But it still has like it's really like a nice small mountain town quirkiness. Uh, It's really cute like main street that you can go down. So it feels different, but it still feels like you're not too displaced from a large city. Uh, The city sits in the shadow of Pikes Peak, and you really get to see the size and enormity of Pikes Peak from here. 
the mountain just looks like a completely different angle and it's kind of weird because I grew up seeing it all the time and then I would get, go up to Woodland Park as a kid and see it from a different angle and I didn't even realize it was Pikes Peak until I was like 14 or 15. True story. <laughs> Uh, there's lots of hiking trails in Pike National Forest that's nearby, uh, good places to camp. Uh, there's also 11 Mile Canyon, which is nearby, and has also really great hiking. But this place, you can also go boating in the reservoir and go fishing. Really nice RVing and, and camping you can do on the reservoir, too. It's a really nice area that we've done as well. Make sure to check out the Swiss Chalet Restaurant, which serves up some really awesome steak and seafood. And if you're not feeling so fancy, check out the historic Ute Inn, which has a full lunch and dinner menu. Uh, there's also some good beer and brews to get around there. You can go check out the Beer Works Brewery, which kind of has a pretty extensive list. And then one of our favorite things to do there is go to the Donut Mill, which has been there since 1983. And they have, seriously, some of the biggest donuts ever. They have these, like, streusels and bear claws and uh, cinnamon rolls that are, like, the size of a hubcap. They're enormous. Really, really good place. Also, check out their award-winning biscuits and gravy, which I feel like everybody has award-winning biscuits and gravy. They give out a lot of awards oh, for yeah. biscuits and Who's gravy. Who's giving out these awards? <laughs> it's something that we always, like, end up trying because, okay, so we go to the donut mill, mm -hmm. and then they end up having biscuits and gravy, and I'm like, well, I have to try it. <laughs> so we just always end up trying it no matter where we go. The Texas in you is so proud. At number seven, we wanted to mention Estes Park. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is everything park here? There's Estes Park, there's Woodland Park, mm -hmm. there's Winter Park, and then there's Parker. Why is everything park here? And you know what? There's also a lot of springs, right? So there's Colorado Springs, Glenwood Springs, Manitou Springs, springs yeah. Steamboat Springs. I mm. feel like they only know how to name their, their <laughs> towns Park or Springs. I wonder if there is actually a city named Park Springs or Springs Park. Springs, yeah. Hmm. We're getting off topic. Okay, okay so... <laughs> Estes Park is 70 miles northwest from Denver, and it is often referred to as the gateway to the Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, it's located at the eastern entrance to the mountains and the Roosevelt National Forest. The town is really well known for its awe-inspiring views of the Rocky Mountains, and there's lots of cold weather and warm weather activities to do in the town. So there's snowshoeing and sledding and ice climbing and even backcountry skiing that is available during the winter. And you have to realize that it's really in this amazing beauty of real wilderness. It's completely wild and there is an abundance of wildlife here too there's you know bear and elk and mountain lion we saw moose there we've seen moose there yeah. yep i mean elk are even spotted in the streets of ss park it's one of the things that they're really well known for um and just sort of like hanging out in the golf courses and all kinds of stuff um, during the summer there's lots of trails and streams available for hiking and fly fishing and horseback riding and the Elk Fest is held there every year at the end of fall and start of winter. And you can actually see it's like rut season for mm -hmm. the elk. And you can see them walking through the town by hundreds of troves. Yeah, there's a lot. It's very wild there and it's really pretty. Um, the town has a really nice scenic river walk area and really charming downtown with lots of attractions, local eateries and some breweries and distilleries to check out too. Um, there is boating and fishing available on Lake Estes, 
And fun fact, Estes Park is actually one of the most visited mountain villages in Colorado and gets lots of visitors in July, August, and September. Also, before we wrap up this episode, I wanted to say thank you so much for everybody who shared their uh, suggestions for the best mountain towns and their favorites over on Instagram. We asked this question and this is what kind of sparked the uh, inspiration for this episode. Some honorable mentions for recommendations was Telluride, obviously, Durango, Uray, Breckenridge, Silverton, and Westcliff, Colorado, many of which we did include in this episode. So thank you so much for all of your feedback. If you want to share your thoughts and comments, you can hit us up on Instagram at hashtag Colorado life. That's the word hashtag spelled out. All right. At the end of every show, we like to end with a tip for finding free or affordable activities in Colorado. And every Friday, Silverthorne hosts the Silverthorne First Fridays, where you can check out local galleries for free the first Friday of every month. They showcase everything from arts and food to music and fun, and it's great for all ages. Each of these First Fridays has a main focus, for example, like a sledding competition or burning a snowman to signify the coming of spring. All right, that pretty much sums up this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. To learn more about this episode and the resources we shared, visit our website, hashtag coloradolife.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. It helps us get discovered by new listeners, and we love to hear what episodes you enjoy. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, get out there and explore our beautiful state.